another episode of the podcast to be named later. I am Noah Hiles. He is Alex Stumpf. Alex, we did pictures yesterday. The ratings are in. People loved it. They're clamoring for more. I saw when I walked out of my house today, I saw people holding signs. They're saying, we want more grades. We want more, which is a really cumbersome chant. I, I would have just said more <laughs> grades. Nonetheless, we live to please you, our lovely listeners, our lunatics, as we like to call you here at DK Pittsburgh Sports. Um, so we're going to do that. And we're hopefully going to be a little bit faster. Yesterday's episode was a little bit long. Uh, I know a lot, we, of we, a lot of pitchers. It'll be a little bit more efficient this time around. So let's get right into it. Catchers, Alex, tell me why you gave Jacob Stallings an A. I gave Jacob Stallings an A because he was the best player on the team who was here actually for, for the whole run. For the whole run. A uh, guy who really made the pitching staff better, showed that he could be a uh, not a liability with the bat that he could have that OPS plus of like 90 something, just an overall really good guy to have on the team. And the fact that Steven brought feels comfortable enough. I, I know I brought this up yesterday. Feels comfortable enough that he could turn off his brain. It's like, well, Jacob wants me to throw a slider. I'm going to throw a slider. Joe Musgrove loves throwing to him. Everyone, of course, no one's going to really bad mouth their catcher, but Everyone loves throwing to Jacob Stallings. There's a reason why this guy hung around the league as long as he did, even though he was never really like this highly regarded prospect, why he kept advancing. And now that's why he's a starter in the major leagues. Let's see if he actually gets to compete for the gold glove. Yeah, I I gave him an A minus for a couple of reasons. One, uh, just, I mean, he was excellent. And he, he blew every expectation that he had out of the water. But just still, like, I just look around and I, I ask myself, you know, are there other catchers I would rather the Pirates have than him? And the answer is still yes. So I, he, he's still pretty good, though. I, I give him an A-. minus. Also, I put the minus next to the A kind of just to piss you off a little bit. And um, ah. just, yeah, he, overall, just an awesome dude. It, when he was sad in post games, it made everyone sad. Just poor, poor Jacob <laughs> Stalin sometimes. He was like, hey, guys, you know, we're going to get through this. <laughs> A well-deserved winner of the Chuck Tanner Award. There were multiple times this year where we needed to just talk to a hitter in a Zoom call after they lost 8-1. to one. It's like, well, we're getting Jacob. Took one like yeah. a champ. No, awesome, dude. And he had a great year. Uh, John Ryan Murphy, uh, this is obviously like a low-credit class because he did not you – know, there was only one person that could play this position at a time, obviously, and he was the backup. And he wasn't even supposed to be the backup going into this year, but that's a different story. I gave him a D plus. He was fine, you know. But this is, but I wrote in my notes, he played to his potential. He's a D plus player. He played as a D plus. Your grade? I just gave him a flat out D. I mean, like you said, he was a third string catcher, played like a third string catcher. Probably shouldn't be brought back. Yeah. Uh. So my overall catcher's grade for the Pirates, I gave them a B. You know, an A, an A, an A, or, an a, or no, it would be a B minus by my grading scale because an, uh, an A minus for Stallings and then a D plus for Murphy equates to a B minus. So it's probably a B if you combine the two. I, I just gave him a straight up B. Yeah, that's fair. It, it, it was Stallings' job. So that was fun. That was nice. We got to say nice words. Um, no more. We are about four minutes into the show. And that's about – well, we got two guys probably who we can say nice things about. One one for sure is going to get a lot of praise. But after that, it's going to be right, a little let's dark. Go. Let's, let's go. go. 
who can we start off with first? You know, let's go with the first baseman. Who was, oh, Josh Bell. Oh, no. Um, F. I mean, the guy's war was minus 0. 0.7. Uh, I'll keep it short, sweet, to the point. Josh Bell lost himself a lot of money this year. He lost himself a lot of money. And he also showed that he does not belong anywhere on a baseball diamond in the field. He can maybe still hit. That could pro- probably be fixed. But he should not be playing infield. I I gave him an F also. I mean, I tried to justify a way, like, can I give him a D or whatever? It's like, no, because like you said, that war was just terrible. He, he had like a 10-game stretch, but outside of that, as a hitter, he was just bad all year. As a fielder, I, I feel like he really regressed as a fielder. Like I'm never, I'm never gonna say you know Josh Bell is this great defensive first baseman, but there were parts of his game that I thought were good. I thought I still think he's really good at picking throws in the dirt, but the throwing I think actually got worse with the new mechanics. There were times where it's like you know every other third first baseman in baseball probably makes that throw and it's a double play, and instead it's you know just a ground out first and a run scores because of it. There's a lot of stuff like that. Just an F. And, yeah, and like you said, he did cost himself a lot of money. Uh, yeah, I mean, I said it earlier, and you know, it doesn't feel gu- it doesn't feel good to like talk bad about some of these guys because once you get to know them, you know, like they're good people. Like Josh Bell's a really good dude, and I yeah. like seeing him do well. But I stand by it when I said uh, a couple months ago when I said he messes plays up in the field that high schoolers make, and that's really harsh to say, but. I mean, I again, I've played high school baseball. I covered high school baseball. I've seen many first basemen be able to field a ball and throw it over to second base and turn a turn a three six three double play or a three six one double play. I, it just that just is the case, and it's it's infuriating to see that continually be a struggle with him. Um, yeah, and it's just after twenty nineteen, seeing all the good hype around him just. It just all feels like it's gone now. That's it's just really unfortunate. Um, Adam Frazier, I even wrote in in my notes, sigh extra long here. So, <sighs> I he's a C. He's just an average player. I'm 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 done trying to imagine any scenario where he's not a bad player. He's not a good player. He's just an average. He's a replacement level player. He's he had a point three WAR. He's gonna you know, play decent defense and he's going to go through spurts on offense where he's going to hit the ball well, and then he's going to go cold. And I think if this year would have been a 162 game season, Adam Frazier would probably hit 275 with a 750 OPS. He would have had a, an Adam Frazier quality year. And that's, and that's the bottom line, Alex. Yeah, I think we've, I think the last phrase there, the Adam Frazier quality year, that's just, we know what he is. Like he's he's a really good defender. You know, he grades very well analytically. I test he's fine. I I believe he does better as a hitter as the season progresses and you know the 60 game season worked against him. I think we saw him put some stuff together at the end of the year, but yeah, I I gave him a D. Very very disappointing season as a whole and it's really going to hurt his trade value and he's the one guy not the one guy, but one of the guys that I, I feel like really needs to be traded this offseason just because what else are you going to get? Market him as, you know, a gold glove nominated second baseman 
who whatever stuff goes right is an average hitter. That's that. Man, just just a lot of size. Um, Kevin Newman, you can go first. I gave Kevin Newman an F. This is this is just bad, bad all the way around for the. It feels like, uh, yeah, I don't really have that much to say. Just a very disappointing season, especially compared to the end of last year. Like first half of last year, I was, I wasn't sold on Kevin Newman. There were a lot of infield hits. I wasn't sold with a lot of things in general. But as the year progressed, I saw him lacing line drives all over the field. Maybe it's going to be a similar situation as Adam Frazier as the year goes on. He, he would have figured some stuff out. But I, he just never looked comfortable on the plate. The glove, oh, my goodness, I don't know what happened there. Like, it, for all the criticisms that there were of Kevin Newman's defense, if he got to the ball, he at least made the play. He didn't. He just didn't. Yeah, I just Kevin Newman, man. I, I mean, I think you could make an argument that Kevin Newman was the most disappointing player on the team this year. Uh, where mm. Bell, Bell, Bell was actually probably. I mean, Polanco, we're gonna get into obviously, and he was bad. He was just really bad. But I would, I wouldn't have, I did not expect Kevin Newman to be this bad this year. I guess there's a better way to rephrase it. Um, just a horrible year in all aspects of the game. And I go back to our pregame or preseason conversations, Alex, where I said they should have moved him to the outfield over Cole Tucker. And you were like, no, this is his spot. He's the shortstop. And uh, you were right to say that, but I think I was also right where, in hindsight, they probably would have been better off making him an outfielder because his infield defense was atrocious. And him and Cole Tucker are, I mean, Kevin has had more yeah he had a full year of hitting the ball well in 2019 and is definitely a better option at the plate but overall I don't feel really great about either one of them coming into 2020 well how about this he's I I made that I said that because you know he was coming off that great year and it was his spot to lose he might have at least welcomed the opportunity of someone else taking it from him oh for sure yeah, I, I wouldn't be shocked at all if Kevin Newman's not the starting shortstop on opening day next year. Um, a negative a negative point six WAR. That's not good. Uh, we move to one of the let me count them three people in the infield out of everyone that played at least ten games this year uh, that has a positive WAR, and that is Colin Moran, my guy, Colin Moran. Uh, I give a B two. Colin Moran. Uh, played to his max potential this year. And Colin Moran is never going to be, you know, an, an all-star. And, but Colin Moran, I thought, showed, hey, if you, you can move me around, I'm not going to be great defensively, but I can at least throw the ball accurately to second base when I'm playing first base. So that's a step up. Um, he provided offense in a lineup that really could not hit water if they fell out of a boat at times. Uh, you know, he had a seven... 97 OPS just a really good year for Colin Moran a lot of doubles 10 home runs if this was a 162 game year this would have been by far I and mean, it still is it's his best year in the big leagues just through and through he should be very happy with how he performed this year great approach at the plate too. drew a lot of walks as well I believe so good for him I'm probably going to write this at some point as a mount visit into the office at some point in the offseason um, I think he's going to be a good defensive first baseman if they keep him there. Because I think I, Colin Moran makes good plays to his left 
um, it's to his right that's the problem. So whenever you're playing third base, you're saving singles and you're allowing more hits down the line. In this case, you're going to save the doubles and triples down the line and allow base hits to right. So I, I, I think I think there's something here with Kyle Moran as the first baseman. What'd you give him? Grade? Oh, I gave him a B minus. Okay, I, I was fair. a little higher on him early on, cooled off a bit, but still some really encouraging signs at the plate. Eric Gonzalez. D. Here's a guy who, at the beginning of the year, really liked what he saw and then just hit a wall. Like, he was as bad as anyone over the last month of the season, it felt like. Like, I, I, you're going to talk, and I'm going to tell you what Eric Gonzalez's splits were for September because I'm intrigued by it now, but I gave him a D. I mean, good defense, but that's about all he offered. I gave him a C. I gave him a C minus because he showed he can hit the ball hard and he can play good defense. But yeah, he really, really cooled off. And I expected that to happen. I mean, Eric Gonzalez, he's not. Maybe. I mean, maybe we could be wrong and he could end up being a, a really good player or something, but he's just an average player. And he was below he's average. He's not average. That's the yeah, problem. I know. That's what I'm saying. Like, I meant like his max ceiling is being an average player. And he wasn't average. Yeah, he was bad. Um, my biggest concern with Eric Gonzalez, do you have the numbers yet? It, my computer is going slow. All right. All right. Whatever. I'll keep going. All right. Here we go. Here we go. You, he like, hit let me 184. All right. Nope. Go ahead. Go ahead. You already said won it. You already said 184. Now I'm now I'm, I'm I'm intrigued, Alex. Please tell me more. No home runs, five RBI, four sixty-six OPS. Wow. Over ninety-four plate appearances. That's not good. Yeah. That's real bad. How many walks did he have this season while you have his numbers up? Eight. And how many at bats? Compared to forty-eight strike fifty-one strikeouts. That's not good. Uh, That's my main concern with Eric Gonzalez. Over 193 plate appearances. That's not good. I I mean, come on. There was a point in time where he was the leadoff hitter on the team a month into the season, and he had yet to draw a walk. I I mean, that is just that is just insanity. I I mean, I I don't know. Yeah, that that was my main concern with Eric Gonzalez. I give him a C minus. Brian Hayes, A plus. A plus. A yes, A plus. The guy's a superstar. We've already talked. If you want to see what we think of Brian Hayes, simply just go to our website and find anything with his name attached to it. We've said a million nice things about Brian Hayes. The kid's a stud. And Alex, I'll say it now. I'll say it. He looked at me. He said the Pirates might have another Matt, uh, like a Matt Chapman on their hands. And – you stand by that, and that's a big claim to make. Because Matt Chapman, in my opinion, is a top seven player in all of baseball when healthy. Uh, I mean, it's a two platinum, two-time platinum Glove Award winner, and he can hit well. And Cabrian is a guy that was had the defense going for him, but you just believe he really figured it out at the plate. Yeah, and what he did with his black leg. He, he hits the ball as hard as anyone in baseball. And you know what? I, I, <laughs> this It's probably getting a little greedy, but if he can learn to elevate it just a hair more, like we're, we're, we're talking, you know, Mike Troutian, you know, season. Like, let's be real here. His first month in the majors was a Mike Trout month. Okay, let's just relax, though. I mean, no, I'm not saying he's going to do it all the time, but his first month in the majors was a Mike Trout month. Okay, 
All right, I'm 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 stepping in. All right, finishing this up. Uh, Jose Asuna, I gave a D plus. JT F. Riddle, I gave an F. G. And, what? I gave him a G. What's lower than that? Oh, I thought you said D, and I was like, when the world, in what universe was he better than Jose Asuna? Um, and then maybe an H. Yeah, Philip Evans, I gave a B, and I just want to give a side note here. I hope Phil Evans gets another shot. Because he deserves one. Uh, I'll second both of those. I hope he stays on the 40-man roster and he's given a fair shake next year. B. All right. We're going to take a quick break. When we get back, we're going to talk about the Pirates outfield, their coaching staff, and their overall grades as a team when we return. Second half of the show, Alex, we just went through the catchers and the infield. Uh, We didn't add up our cumulative uh, grades for the infield, but I think would you agree just a D plus D for the infield? I I would say just a solid D in general, which when you consider Brian Hayes and, and uh, Jacob Stallings in that mix for me, whenever it's a D, who oh boy? No, Stallings is separate. Good. I said catcher separately, just infield. Oh, oh, okay, okay, that's right. We did just grade catcher separate, but then yeah, D, solid okay. D. All right, so let's get into the outfield now. Uh, really, looking through it, they only had like four guys who played more than 20-plus games in the outfield for them this year. So it's a lot of, you know, I mean, there was Frazier who played out there a bit, you know, Osuna, Riddle played there some, but I'm just going with the guys who primarily played outfield. Start with Brian Reynolds, who unfortunately was probably the best outfielder they had despite having an atrocious year. Uh, he was worth 0.4 war. Um, I gave him a D plus simply because the defense was fantastic. The offense was atrocious and worrisome in my opinion. I'm not worried about the offense so much next year. I mean, here's a guy who I, I feel like going into next year, he's going to have everything figured out or if not figured out, he's going to have ideas on how to figure stuff out. But, yeah, it was bad all the way through. I mean, here's a guy who was competing for the batting title last year, and I think he finished this year with the lowest batting average out of any qualified hitter. Real concerning. Strikeouts were concerning, but he was still drawing walks. He was still offering at some good pitches. I, I don't know. I think we'll see a step forward from him in 2021. And, yeah, the defense, like you said, I they aren't going to run on him as much next year. This is a year that teams are going to remember whenever they look at scouting reports. Gregory Polanco. Oh, Greg. I mean, he was the worst player in Major League Baseball this year. I, I mean... I, I I don't want to go that far. Like that Joe Dell kid in L.A. wasn't ready for the majors. There's a lot of stuff like that. But he was definitely in the conversation. I'm not going to deny that part of it. Um Defensively, I'm going to say it. I think he was pretty good defensively. Defensively For a guy that a lot of people just kind of thought, oh, man, he's going to have to DH. He, he played his position fairly well outside of the occasional really stupid, you know, trying to be Superman throw that he shouldn't be bothering to make. He wasn't a liability in the field. That is the nicest thing I could say about Gregory Polanco's season. Oh, and he actually ran the bases pretty well. You know, all five times he was actually on base and not a home ringer strike it out. So, yeah. But – what did he finish up with? A sub one fifty batting average? I don't even know. I don't really care to look it up. He was horrible. 
It was just a I bad don't know either. It was real bad. It was really bad. This is as bad a year as we've seen an outfielder stick through the whole season four with the Pirates. Yeah. It's amazing that – yeah, I, I, we're done talking about it. All right. Cole Tucker, I, I gave a D because um, he found a way to get on base at times, uh, and he was kind of put in an unfair situation, so I'm not going to give him an F. But he needs a lot of work and a lot of areas, and I'm not I'm not sure this franchise has a definitive plan for Cole Tucker, which is concerning considering he's a first round pick. I'm giving a, him a very generous D minus uh, because getting a lot of bonus points for learning the outfield on the fly, and I know he didn't grade out terrifically in the outfield, but overall, I think he did relatively well considering he started like a week before the season started. So I'll, I'll give him a lot of bonus points in that. But the bat, they have to figure something out with the bat. The kid can just not hit velocity. This no. is a serious, serious concern for him going forward. And if that doesn't happen, he's he's just not going to be a major league player. No. I don't know how you, I don't know how you ramp up a kid to, you know, hit, you know, something that's an extra five miles per hour than he normally can, but you're going to have to figure it out. Uh, and then their last regular outfielder was Gerard Dyson. Um, D, uh, I guess. I'll, I'll give him an F. He got international cash back, so the Pirates got a couple yeah. jabroni prospects that nobody wanted over the last year. Just That's not fair. That's not fair. I apologize they, to the – They have watched them and watch those prospects end up being like stars. You know what? If – I, I would love for that to happen. Save that clip. Anyway, and then the guys who I don't think we could give grades to, Anthony Alford, my notes, hope he gets another shot, similar to Philip Evans. Jared Oliva, glad he got to see some time in the show. He didn't look good while he was up here, but glad he just got used to it. You know, playing in a major league stadium, traveling, getting out there, just playing ball. Glad he got a chance. Uh, and last but not least, Guillermo Heredia. I, my notes were... Oh, yeah, we had him. Um, I totally and, uh, forgot there was Guillermo Heredia, man. Yeah, and... Uh, wow, what a year. What a they probably year. Honestly, they probably should have kept him a lot longer than what they did because they did not have any outfielders this season. I totally forgot Guillermo Heredia was a pirate, man. Yeah. I totally... Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. But, yeah, yeah, Alfred, bring him back next year. Let's see what he could bring. Alba hit the ball hard. Good sign. And like you yeah. said, it's good for him to get, you know, his feet wet and what the major leagues are. And I can definitively say the Pirates get a solid, solid F in the outfield. Like I put it insider, this is the worst OPS and batting average any outfield in National League baseball history has had since at yeah. least like nineteen oh one. Like this this was bad. There's no other way around it. They have to find a way to get better, and it's going to have to be internally. I don't see them making big moves unless they, you know, happen to acquire an out, a major league ready outfielder in a deal for, you know, like Musgrove or Frazier, yeah. whoever ends up getting traded this offseason. But it's just bad. Just a very bad year. They're going to have to get it together. There's kind no other way around it. Looking back at the past two years, and seeing what an asset the outfield was. Really, the last decade, the outfield yeah. was always 
probably the best part of the team. Uh, you know, when they had McCutcheon and Garrett Jones, and then it was Kutch, Marte, Polanco. You know, you can mix in Travis Snyder. And the, Travis Snyder would have been the best outfielder on this team by a landslide this year, which is insane to think. And then after the McCutcheon era, and you had you had Marte, you had Polanco when he was playing well. You had Dickerson, who was a gold glover. Meadows for a short period of time. I mean... They had a million guys who was just coming in and doing stuff. Then Reynolds came up. Uh, just just crazy how bad the outfield was this year. Alex, as we wrap up the show, go ahead and give me real quick your grades on the coaching staff as a whole. So just when you give this grade, consider Shelton, consider uh, Marine, consider Eckstine, consider everybody. Coaching staff as a whole, your grade. I give them a C, and that's with a lot of bonus points for it, considering everything that was coming through. I, th- I think Eckstein was dealt a bad hand with like the not being able to use video in-game. There's a lot of stuff that had to change that way. But I think Marine gets like a B-plus for the work he did this year. I think Shelton kept the group loose. That clubhouse still believes in him and in themselves, you know, in that regard, maybe to a fault but overall i think there are some encouraging things to take from this group as a coaching staff i'm not calling for i know a lot of people are calling for people to get fired immediately i don't think so i don't know how many changes you can make after a 60 game season yeah i agree with the c as well uh i think that overall it's it's tough to judge coaches on what they had to work with this season and that just goes with the talent they had to work with and just the circumstances and everything. I think next year will be a better way to judge everybody, uh, both players and coaches overall. I think my GPAs for everything involved had the pirates as a D plus team. And I think that's fair. I mean, they probably were, they were worse than that. They were probably a, a, an F team. They were really bad. Um, but there were a few bright spots, bright spots, uh, a lot of disappointments, just not a good year of pirates baseball. Um, I'm just going to wrap up the show. Alex got a call from a secret source that I can't know about. So he had to step away as I wrap things up, uh, for Alex down from the Ohio saying, follow us on our social media accounts, hit that subscribe all button on, uh, the podcast platforms and leave a comment. Let us know how we're doing either on the website or wherever you listen to us. We will see you tomorrow with a special guest about a special topic. You'll have to find out what that's about when you hit play on Friday.